Hi folks, this is Alan Watt and it is December the 7th, 2006 and it's been a freezing day here in, in Ontario I was outside uh, grinding valves putting an engine back together and 20 below and it wasn't a pleasant experience but that's what you sometimes have to put up with if you happen to be me the, there were jets in the sky doing their spraying from the morning there was polymer coming in the polymer type clouds are the undefined clouds no, no real edges on them which you see coming in on the horizon that means they've been spraying off in the, uh, beyond uh, your area and the wind brings it in this is a popular method now because too many people were noticing them spraying directly overhead when they do this it really alters the weather patterns and depending on the types of sprays they're using they can make it either very warm or very cold and this morning some of the clouds as they passed this underneath the sun you could see them changing color like little prisms of rainbow colors that's the polymer, that's the clue L little bursts around the sun which stay there for maybe 30 seconds to a minute each and sometimes you'll have four or five um, different ones around the sun these bursts of polymer, rainbow colors quite nice if it was natural but it's not natural and the problem today is everyone is so busy in the hurry and scary world that they don't look up in most of their lives in fact uh, the people who are alive today especially in the cities of course there's, no, there's not much point in looking up in the city because of all the tall buildings but they forget what a natural sky is supposed to look like we're on the roll to changing our whole way of living that's going to be the mantra for next year sustainable development and they must cause the problems to give us the solutions and we must accept what they tell us through the media and through the pounding of propaganda and repetition that we are causing the problem rather odd because the scientists not long ago uh, when they came out with the Kyoto conference the last one uh, it was also announced about the same time that there were they believed there was weather or climatic changes taking place on Mars and other planets and they were warming up and it was due to solar activity well they can't blame that on our automobiles down here on earth I'm sure if they could they would but that would be a bit far-fetched even for us to swallow and, that, and that's, that says a lot but the weather here has been unnaturally cold for this time of year, way too cold snow, about four or five good falls of snow so far a bit early yet for that to stay but it's, it is staying because of the cold temperatures everything is being altered gradually so if I sound a bit stuffy it's because I've been in and out of the warmth and the cold many times over to get this job done it's not quite finished but hopefully tomorrow it will be tonight I'd like to talk a little bit about 
the subject we've been on, which is a form of mind control leading to ultimate mind control, where eventually everyone will have implants in the brain, the cyborg. That's why the big science fiction writers were bringing this stuff out in the early 50s about the cyborg and specific science fiction writers were designated this assignment to put the idea into the public's mind that this would be an inevitable progress so that we would accept it eventually and yet control of the mind is ancient we find that food has always been used as a weapon and still is, is still continued to be used as a weapon we found that after Gulf War One, where the UN embargo and, and the countries all combined into the United Nations the UN, UN, one in French we're all one embargoed medical supplies and food into Iraq and thousands and thousands of people died adults and children, didn't matter and even Madeleine Albright when she was asked if this cost of life was worth the goal said yes quite simply that was it yes no elaboration and you don't need elaboration if you have a mind of a psychopath to psychopath this makes common sense times the Egyptians experimented and I'm sure long before they were on the go uh, other more ancient peoples did the same thing they experimented on the slaves by restricting specific types of food in their diet they tried minimalizing the daily quantity of food but they also withheld various things various types of vegetables and so on to see what effects it would have and the priests took note of the effects on the population until it was down to a fine art they could breed 
generations of slaves generation after generation of slaves remember Egypt was on the go for thousands of years as a dominant nation they never lost control for thousands of years because they bred the slaves like Plato eventually said about people they could, they could breed them like animals for specific traits and by the experimentation of diet we found they could create people who would still get through the day's work not too energetically but enough to, to get by they were too weak to walk off and they weren't too bright because you need the nourishment in your early years that's the key to health it's, it's not just a matter of um, having plenty of food it's a variety of the right kinds of food and the right quantity while you're growing up that sets you for life if it hasn't if, if certain things have been missing you will suffer in later life that's inevitable you can't supplement them all after you have grown up and, and defray the damage it can't be done it, it may be slowed a little bit but it can't be reversed when your bones are set they're set and if you look at farmers some of the older farmers that are left from generations of farmers which were rather typical of people not so long ago that lived on the land you'll see they're big boned and generally taller and well built much more muscular bigger frames because they had a, a good intake during their early years of growing up of all the right nutrition and calcium there's nothing new in what I've been saying as I say they've done this in ancient times too in, in ancient um, Babylon Sumeria Egypt and all down through the ages in Europe an industrial revolution when they dumped foreign corn and produce onto countries like Britain and put the farmers under and especially the small farmers to move them all into the cities to get the labor needed for manning the factories the height in each generation of, of people began to diminish so did the IQ and the elite had lots of jokes about the little people as they called them that's what the little people really mean it's not the elves or pixies it's the jokes about the ordinary little people the malnourished ones which were in the majority they did all the work all the labor that's what fairies and elves and pixies did you see they did the work that's what that's really all about the little people do the work the nobility and aristocracy in all ages were taller because they had good nourishment Malthus who did his treatise on population management and control during the, the 1700s wrote extensively on the use of food to be used in this manner on slaves and plantations owned by Britain and France and other countries Holland as well and they worked out diets for the slaves 
They didn't want them fit enough to walk away from the plantation. They wanted them to, to just carry out enough work in a day and be exhausted at night. They also had agreements between plantation owners that a set distance would be between plantations so that slaves couldn't walk from one to the other. When they abolished slavery, they didn't abolish the system. It was the same system still in place. And then the slave had to purchase his own food and, and, and clothing and shoes. And again, nothing left at the end. And just as tired as ever, he couldn't walk away because the diet stayed the same. Restricted diet. He also had the sluggishness of mind. Malthus wrote about this extensively because it was very helpful for the elite not to have rebels and people who would figure out what was going on. And nothing has really changed. When you look at some of the books which are out in the shelves, some of them are quite good. One was done by a dentist in the 30s, 1930s, who went all across the planet, he and his wife, and they, 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 they photographed the mouths of native peoples who were in contact with the white man in all countries and those who lived further away from the white man and those who, who were completely remote from the white man and they did not have the, the, the crimped teeth the, the teeth that are squashed together the small mouths the small nasal passages and so on and he photographed the, the children next to their parents so he could see the difference and bone structure between the offspring that had been fed with the white man's diet and the parents who had not although the parents generally were on the white man's diet by then it was the formative years the young years growing up where the natives had ate their natural everyday foods the processed foods of the white man is not simply processed for mass consumption for ease of manufacture it's, it's not that at all the goodness is taken out of everything for other reasons no matter what they try and tell you this is an old old ancient science of control when they've tampered now with the vegetables not only the vegetables, uh, they went after the main things which people take on a daily basis, popular things such as coffee. About eight or nine years ago, it was in the Canadian newspapers, a little paragraph stating that the coffee purchasers who have the power, that's where the, the power is in the purchasers, had demanded that the producers in all the countries change to the modified plants for their coffee or they wouldn't buy it now why was that so important when the producers could produce enough they weren't running short of coffee they didn't have to up their cost massively or anything so what was the real point of this order by the purchasers the reason being back into Carl Quigley's book Tragedy and Hope and the Anglo-American establishment two books he tells you that the corporations are comprising the new feudal system which would eventually run the world. It, ha it is running the world already. 
and they're dictating to growers across the planet what they'll buy and what they won't buy. Money makes the world go round. Money is the greatest method of blackmail. The withdrawal of money is the fastest way to starvation in this system because no one in this system is allowed to be completely independent in any single area. And that's what interdependence really means. Not just nations being interdependent, locked in together, where no one country will manufacture anything from scratch to the finished item. They're all interlinked, interwoven, interdependent. Well, it's the same with the individual. Not too far in the future it will be a crime to grow vegetables without a license in, in the first step and then that will come down to the crime simply to grow them yourself and the scientists will come on and tell us why we can't do it and lots of experts will come on and the regular across the, the world AM stations with their talking heads will come on and get the audiences involved and what do you think, are you for or against and they fall into the routine and like trained animals and and get all emotional about it and forget logic or purpose or reason very simple and we've all been brought up in this system like this now people ask me what's next they think they understand the process but there's far far more to it it's not a matter of simply understanding you have to understand yourself that's the hard part they say that the answers of all things, all problems is contained within each individual and that is true until you realize not only the amount of information stored all over your mind much of it useless little bits of very important stuff which you might find difficult to remember that pops out once in a blue moon by itself spontaneously you also have to to work on yourself what are your motives for wanting to do or wanting to change the direction we're going in is it simply because you're afraid of the changes as they are you become familiar with the world as you've grown up into it and you notice it changing or is it for a higher motive is it for those other people across the planet is it for, the, for those still to be born if they get a chance to be born you have to really go further than just be afraid of the changes in the system because the system was not yours to begin with you had no say in the creation of this system neither did your parents in fact or even the grandparents were being conned for a very long time by professionals who were trained in this art they have access to the archives of the ages you won't get it from public libraries 
all of these arts these techniques of control but it certainly is stored in archives and has never been lost for those who think it might have been read Machiavelli the prince well worth the read Machiavelli sort of fell out of favor as a as a person of the court an advisor and he and others even Francis Bacon to stay into the court to get into the court would write these books on little wise sayings to impress the king or queen or the whoever the hierarchy happened to be on their wisdom in controlling and manipulating populations by understanding the mind not of the whole population but the minds of each person because each person generally goes through the same process and they're pretty similar to other people understand one man in a particular class and you understand them all same with the woman and people like Machiavelli and Bacon and others were masters at this they were trained in this art of of how to be so cunning how to motivate populations in certain directions by the use of what today we call propaganda given out as factual statement no different only it's done on a much larger scale today and it's almost like um, a sequence of mathematics you know if you implement the beginning properly and the subsequent ones properly you'll have the end result that you desire it's, it's been so studied for thousands of years it's, it's perfected we always come to the conclusions we're expected and, and, and actually led to come to we think we're arriving at them ourselves but we're not people like Bacon and Machiavelli and Moore and others with their utopias and New Atlantis and the Prince these people had no problem since they were writing for the elite they had no problem in stating plain fact as it was they didn't, they didn't try to camouflage it as they do today and pretend that we're all equal they never even came to uh, anywhere near that they, they just stated things as they were they called the commoners commoners and, and the managers managers and the elite the elite and they had no problems whatsoever on advising and writing about it on how to motivate people into uh, forming armies and going off to wars for, to exploit someone else somewhere for the elite's benefit and these advisors would come up with great plans of propaganda to give an opposite reason so that people would join the armies and go off and fight thinking that they had to do it to, to defend their country but it's always been for exploitation there's a very good movie which shows you the class system at the beginning of the movie 
and it's based on a true story. I know a lot of stories out there which say based on a true story take tremendous um, liberties, generally with a, a political bent on them eventually, to guide you into a new way of thinking, or, or the politically correct way of thinking. However, some, a few of them, stay too close to the facts, and one is called Ghost in the Darkness, about, a, about the British army being put into Africa funded by the taxpayers to benefit a few corporations that would get the minerals, the gold, the diamonds but the taxpayers funded the military expeditions the surveying, the laying down of, of railway tracks the employment of native labour and, and importing labour it's interesting that Britain, each country they've gone into to exploit, would always take others out of there, the lower classes, move them to another country like Africa, and use them as overseers over the native Africans. And that is in that movie. But what's also in the movie is when the young engineer who was brought in to the Home Office, that's like your Foreign Affairs Department, it meets the bigwig who is very presentable and very nice and charming to this young army engineer for about two or three minutes as he puts the guy off guard and then he tells him what he's really for and he says I don't because the young engineer says well yes sir I will definitely do this I'll do my best because I want to get back and get married and have children I've got a wife now and the bigwig says to him I don't care a damn about your your brood he said I just want you to get the job done and you'd better get it done so armies were used like just as a part of business by the elite and by the parliaments which served the elite and nothing has changed there either Karl Marx wasn't the first to say it but he's well known for saying it all wars are economic wars nothing has changed they're always fused with propaganda for other reasons for, for humane reasons or to bring civilization to barbarians as the Romans said as they conquered and slaughtered their way through Europe or over there to Iraq to, to bring peace and stability to the country which they had just destabilized by attacking it in wiping out its former system and don't kid yourself they're in trouble and don't listen to the propaganda that comes out that, that oh they're, they're talking themselves about possibly being in trouble and being there for, for years Britain was in Iraq for 40 years shortly after they drew it up because it was Britain who, who drew up the borders Winston Churchill helped do it after World War I when he was head of the Admiralty they drew lines in the sand and said this is going to be Iran and this is going to be Iraq because they always do that to exploit countries you've got to have two fighting each other and you, you change sides every so often but you always keep it bubbling at the surface that's how you keep control over them You, you, you always do that Britain did the same thing with Ireland 
You always need someone. The left Quebecers is Quebec. So you'd always have the occasional threatenings of rebellion from Quebec, which would upset the rest of the Canadians, and then the government would come forward with the solutions, which always cost billions of dollars, and it would die down again. But you always have a people ready to go and fight some other people, that standard divide and conquer. Is it all bad news? At the moment, it's very, very dark because they are on a must-be agenda. They have timetables. The world is run as one gigantic business with its timetables and implementation plans, 10, 5, or 5, 10, 15, 20, 100-year plans. That's the key to it. The UN is the same. The communist system was the same with these 5, 10, 1500, etc. years, year plans. Because it's all the same system, always was. It's a long term, long range business plan. And they're on a roll now for the last leg of the race. And they will not let anything stop it. They can't let anything stop it. If they, if they don't complete things on time, they would lose control. So they have this ongoing war of terror on the world as they rush to change the whole way of living for billions of people and to standardize the entire planet step by step generation by generation until they have their happy little utopia with a much reduced population of happy peasants who can't think of being unhappy actually they'll be brain chipped probably grown for the job more perfected and they will, they will no longer need media to control people's minds they will no longer need a massive entertainment industry and thousands of not millions of AM radio stations with their, their daily talk shows across the planet to keep us all talking about the, the topics they give us to talk about that's what they're on the road towards and the war on terror will expand as every law does once you get it on the books it's never to do with what they tell you it's, it's supposed to be about it'll expand to include everything until if you criticize any government policy which is almost here if not actually here you're classed as anti-government a term they borrowed directly from the Soviet Union so it's not a pretty picture many of those who are on edge because they've read various books tend to have fallen to the new age trap which is not new at all it's the same old rehash of, of ancient religions the perennial religion they call the new age is always new it pops up every so often when it's required brainwashes a generation until they sit in navel gaze and don't notice what's happening around the world and they're told 
not to look at the negative always look at the positive if someone's being negative walk away and that way they stay in ignorance of what's happening perfect for the controllers to have a population like that and they've been trained to be egocentric. they seek pleasure and will avoid all pain even though pain must go hand in hand with pleasure all emotions must go hand in hand with its opposite to be a fully formed person a mature thinking individual you must experience all emotions without it those who shy away are living in perpetual childhood like a Peter Pan and that is what they call in psychiatry the Peter Pan syndrome the new age creates those types of people as part of its job in all of the little training schools around the world that promise you the secrets and the secrets of happiness and all the mantras to, to chat away on and on and it goes they're all part of the same system don't look at the negative apply the positive and therefore the agenda can roll ahead steamroll ahead unopposed completely it doesn't mean that everything within the new age is fake you must have truths in any religion at any time as the hook to get the people in because we all go through the same experiences on a certain level as we're growing up going through life but that's where we all diverge eventually as we mature and that used to be the bliss of life was to meet people so vastly different in the way they perceived the world and events and outcomes because they were not indoctrinated by the same propaganda system as you yourself were years ago there used to be people again rural people sometimes thought to be a bit eccentric but they lived on their own and it was a joy to visit them because you'd get such a different point of view on topics since they did not listen to regular media they could immediately cut through the nonsense and give you it straight logic without any effort whatsoever when you're tied up in, in propaganda on a daily basis which is all media is it's difficult to, to break through on your own in this system based on money profit and the worship of those who claw and stab their way up the ladder and become well known we have an exploitation system from the top to the bottom and it's so sad because no one can be completely uncorrupted by it if you are in the system which very few people today in this world except maybe little remnants of tribes in the Amazon and elsewhere 
can stay out of it and uncorrupted. Money itself is the control mechanism which we're all stuck to. We've been given no option. And because of that, people will exploit each other. No one wants to drop their standard of living, and so when costs go up, which they go all the time, every year, someone down below you, if they're there, will get exploited, and so on and so on. It's not a humane system at all. It's a deviant system. Deviancy is that which is practiced by a minority, generally where there are harmful side effects. Well, how come we have a small minority running the world of incredibly wealthy people who have no problems in being doing anti-humane things to other people or nations and who have had a complete history of doing these things down through time with their ancestors in charge bringing wars upon peoples getting the countries they ruled over to go and fight for them while they filled their pockets with the proceeds to keep themselves in power and the slaughters which are ongoing never get to them never gets to their heart because their heart is disconnected from their brain yet normal ordinary people that you meet every day around you would never think of doing such things to others for profit they couldn't imagine it in fact they couldn't imagine living with themselves if they even tried it yet the elite do not have to take sleeping pills or tranquilizers or visit therapists because of what they've done because of all their ill-gotten gains and their misdeeds therefore you have deviance in charge of the system in this world and I've talked to some of them I've talked to uh, in Britain especially I, I, and across Europe when I was in the music business you'd meet some of the, the, the higher uppers in politics or higher bureaucracies bureaucracies are more important in fact because they're, they're not answerable to the public and they're not elected they're lifers, they're in there for life and each department of bureaucracy is told what its particular role and agenda is and they do it without question, without flinching and they keep their mouths sealed from the public they have a world within a world where they only mix with each other but they used to tell you what was coming in the future you'd have little hints at things the way that they phrase things very very much like lawyers they'll phrase things in a such, in such a way that you have to think but of the meaning behind the meaning but never something which they could actually be caught on if they were called to recount it in court that's how clever they are in this linguistic deception 
about some of the elite that I have met have told me about the wars and the wars for profit and, and they will argue and get very heated about it because to them it seems quite logical that, that if he or his company or his friends need it under the guise of the nation they will simply go into a country and take it it seems quite logical to them regardless of the cost in life or the disruption of the domestic peoples there of the country you're going into or anything else plus they also have shares in the companies that supply the arms once they get the sides formed they supply them with their armaments Britain did this all over India in order to first get them all fighting and then to unify India that was always the purpose was to unify India and under the agenda written even by John Dee who came up with the British Empire and free trade and most favoured nation status in the 1500s we find that he said that when they, when they would go into a country and this was also reiterated by other authors along the centuries right up to the present time and Carl Quigley put it again in his book Tragedy and Hope that the occupying superior nation will not withdraw from the, the occupied country which it is standardizing into the same system until it is a duplicate of the same system only then when they've set up their agency Masonic institutions but that's how it's all run it's in secrecy and the swearing of oaths the little brotherhood only then would they think about withdrawing and then withdrawing gradually if we look at the history of the United Nations that's what it's also been doing for the last 50 odd years same technique that's why the troops are, have been in all these countries across the world still are for all these years it isn't until they have at least one or two generations growing up under the foreign system of the, U, the UN which it brings in and a middle class rising which they then train to take over coupled with the Masonic institution and the benefits that these people especially in the governmental sections will get only then do they start to withdraw they do not go into countries to sort, of, to sort a, 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 a quarrel out and then withdraw and leave it as it was with its culture they go in to unify it into the same system as we are already in it's a system they call democracy something which has never had a static stable definition it constantly changes because it's meant to it must give the, give the pretense of giving public a belief at least in the efficacy of voting and their rights but in reality it doesn't exist that's why we saw lawyers and judges in the Rwandan trials African lawyers and judges dressed with the same long black gowns little collars and the white wigs that you will see in the British law establishments 
you standardize the countries into the same system so slickly that going back to Plato the people don't even notice themselves those who grow through it they don't notice it most people will not think of what's happening in their own life and now they've been trained they don't have to think it's all been done for them that's what the media they believe is there to do last week it was some presentation to Dolly Parton the silicone woman on major media on your news major news and it wasn't just on one station I'm sure it was all over them all this is our major news the rest is sports how many international meetings do you think of NGOs highly financed NGO meetings were on the go during that same day and that same week which you heard nothing about never mind the ones of the elite which you hear nothing about you hear about the Bilderbergers they allow us to hear about that at least hear about it we are told that the Bilderberg Hotel in Holland was where the first meeting took place of this group in the 1950s but what came first the group or the hotel as far as its name goes because builder the builder see these are the master builders Berger the Berg is a mountain the builders of the mountain what mountain is that society the world the future the signs are always in front of you you don't have to well it's, just, it's sad to see that we have to be told what it means if we were sentient beings who had not been programmed in this intense system all of this would be self-evident apart from all the symbols in every corporation on their logos that you see it's self-evident Albert Pike himself said that their symbols are everywhere it's a language of symbols on one level that is why from the very beginning in most ancient ancient times it was still a language because the brothers in every country could recognize the symbols of the language secrecy is always the step necessary towards deception that's his purpose deception that's the first step which means that the culture they give from all of that by those same people will be deceptive too they have no honesty in them some of them will talk at the, at the higher echelons about how it's so fortunate for them to be here to give us work that sounds like a simple little statement but it's more in deep than I am letting on because in their religion they say man must work and they have their own definition of what work is work is the system which they enforce upon us 
if you look at natural systems, they don't call going off to hunt or doing what they have to do as work. It's called living. But in this system we work. And it's even in the New Testament. The little allegory is written within there. Because that's what the Old Testament is. It's full of the system's laws. And after man and woman were created in the perfect sameness in the allegorical story, it's just a story of a system. You find that the maker looked down and there's nobody to till the soil, so he then goes and makes Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve were meant to work, which meant that man and woman were not. It's a hidden system. It didn't originate either in the Old Testament. It was borrowed from the same elite that ran the older systems. Just rewritten, same, same stories, same rules, regulations, laws. Slavery is okay. Deception is fine, as long as there's profit. And the Godfather, you know, Yahweh, um, the Godfather gets his cut, really. And that's part of it, too. The religion itself is completely bound to money and wealth. Completely bound to money and wealth. It is the system. The exoteric, everyone knows, in the Western world, they've all been taught it. Just obey, 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 because the big daddy's watching you. And no matter what you do or think, even, it's a good, the good thinking part is good. That's good mind control. God can know what you think. So you self-censor your ship and you grow up full of complexes and fear. And that's why it worked so well for so long. And the promise that all those nasty people who strut around with their arrogance and wealth, their ill-gotten gains will suffer at the end of time, is the only thing that you're given as a form of justification. So you can suffer in this life, and every generation in your own class can suffer in this life, but the elite always get the, the, the chop eventually. Which is rather odd because it's the same families all down through history who've been at the top. The nasty ones have always been the same families. And even their advisors come from the, from the same families, interbred families, specialized breeding for cunningness. That's the world we have grown up in. And every other generation has too. And the out they've given now, now that the old religion has been taken away bit by bit, is for the new age, to bring in the new age. Think positive. My goodness, when you'll have a chip in your brain, you'll be all connected and all one. How happy we will be. A sad deception, and you know there are many new agers who are looking forward to that because this cannot stand the fear of uncertainty and they cannot cope 
with uncertainty or even individualism that they should have they're unable to cope with it so they have the fallen for the oneness doctrine and everything that goes with it and the final escape of course is nothing is real it's all illusion and what they mean by that is nothing is real period whereas an illusion is a distortion of reality if you wake up as you every day and you have pain and you feel it first thing in the morning you know you're, you're still you that seems very real the way to this overblown overused word which is covering everything today called spirituality the way to it is through yourself through a maturing and a full recognition of who you are with all the, the pluses and minuses and all the good deeds and bad deeds it's self-reflection it's also the ability to empathize with others so you do not need to explain to you when you say well what would I feel if I were in this person's shoes how would I be it's a getting out of yourself after looking at yourself at those around the world who exist and those to come it's, that's the only connection there is the real connection and empathy is connection how can we possibly call ourselves sane and civilized while what is happening in the world is going on people are dying of man-made diseases for depopulation control and people are starving in certain places planned because of wars which are planned and civil wars which are planned and yet we're all supposed to just go out and rush off and pull out the credit cards and buy all these gifts for Christmas because we're supposed to and you can't miss anyone or you'll feel guilty and we call ourselves sane and civilized and we think we have the right to impose this system upon other people called democracy bringing democracy to the world self-exploration is not a matter of taking drugs so that the, the sea of unconsciousness all the material in the world can break out into a waking state a surrealistic daydream greater things can happen greater much much greater things can happen if you follow that which is within yourself and you know yourself know thyself is the whole of the law not do what thou wilt is the whole of the law that's for the elite we're on a constant growing process as we go through life 
How many generations do you realize now have been born, raised, fought, died, done whatever they've been told to do, voted, one scratched their heads after voting what they thought was the right person, and only to see them go off on different tangents that had nothing to do with their election promises. But they died never knowing any truth. Countless and countless generations. This song coming up is for all the individuals out there. Good night. Stay warm. And may your God go with you.
the fly. 